Hello and welcome to the No Sell Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling. This week we get to talk about money in the bank. Was it a hit? Was it a miss? Or a good, you know, what was it? Okay. Was it mid, as some people say? Uh, I'm your host, Joseph Lessel, alongside with the enforcer of the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. I am here. And the marquee of No Sell. Entertainment, Mike Booble. Who's on first? Oh, uh, um, you're not getting me into that again. <laughs> I, I was looking at my screen, and there's two people on first, but I, I can't tell you who's on who who's on or not. So, well, uh, before we start, the, before we get into it, Corey, uh, you said to yeah, send it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, did you know that July 2nd is the exact middle point of the year? I didn't until I saw that on a uh, Facebook announcement earlier today. So, at least we're halfway done with the fucking year. That's good. Um, but, July 2nd is a day known for greatness when it comes to people celebrating their birth. Did you know that today? I did not. There are at least three people I know of that are fucking awesome who are have birthdays today. Uh, the great Jared Kiso, the uh, creator of Letterkenny, and of course Wayne himself, uh, celebrates a birthday today. So, uh, in, our, in, in honor of him, give your balls a tug. But not only that, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be has a birthday today. The great Bret Hart. So, three cheers for the hitman. I know he's a little bit under the weather right now. And then, of course, our own buddy, the impresario, Mr. Ulala, has oh. a birthday today. So happy birthday to all three of those fine gentlemen. Truly is a great day to uh, have been birthed, as it were. Ha- happy birthday to all three. Uh, any truth to the rumor there is a birthday cake sand? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, instead of sand, it's just a whole bunch of sprinkles you put on top of the cake. Pocket that's, sprinkles. That's <laughs> that's what you get. Pocket sprinkles. We should we should make that a thing going forward. Just you know, when someone comes at you, just have sprinkles in your hand, and that because that will also confuse them on why you are. Why do you have sprinkles in your pocket? I know it would confuse me. I'd be like, what the hell? I'm just happy to see you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to all three. Well deserving. Well, know. two of them. I don't care about the other <laughs> No, you know, to all three. Especially Ulala. That's why he made him last. Oh, of the, course. Invent- the inventor I mean, I, of dance moves, all that jazz. I, I, you thought, he, I thought he forgot about it because he's, he's so forgettable. Wow. That's just rude of you. Keeping Kayfabe alive. I love to see it. Especially on his birthday, too. Come on. They don't, even, they don't even celebrate birthdays in Blanchard Country. They just go out and milk the camels or whatever they do. Dude, every day is a birthday celebration in Blanchard Country. That's right. No, that's just that's just methamphetamine. <laughs> oh. I think, you, I think you don't know where Blanchard Country is, and I think you're just... Yeah, it's in, Ro- it's in Roseburg. Oh, it's a wonderful God. place. It is not in Roseburg. God damn it. It is not. Next you'll say it's Salem and I will fight you. 
No, Salem's high class. It couldn't be Blanchard Country. Oh. Salem. Um, so happy birthday to all three men. Um, need to start the show off with, you know, some sad news in the wrestling world as Draws pa- passed away. And oh, where was it? You know, surprise, you know. I think Corey, you put it like you know he had an extra twenty four years. I want to say, right? You said. Yeah, that's how I'm choosing to look at it. Um, yeah. Because he could have easily died during that horrific spot that happened. Um, so yeah, I know quality of life wasn't what it was before, but he certainly made the best of it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I look at it as he got an extra twenty four years, and I'm you know, I'm happy about that. Yeah. It it was kind of it was cool to see, like the Rock even posting something about him, you know, like just you know, and even though it was on social media and he posts something, but still that's kind of cool. Like you know, he still you know follows wrestling and he still does all that. He remembers who he wrestled with, and you know, it was cool to see. I I would bet large amounts of money the Rock didn't send that tweet. Probably not. But I, I just like he has no fucking idea who draws is. Oh, I bet he does. He just can't be bothered to tweet about it. Uh, I like because he just like even after the accident, he just he was always in such high spirits. I uh, yeah, he was. I don't. I don't think that I would have been just knowing myself. Yeah, I would have been. I would have been bitter. I, I'm not afraid to. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I'd have been fucking bitter. I wouldn't have hated Dilo. Like I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have blamed him. But I would have been bitter about the entire situation. Yeah. Yeah, as you know, people say. You know, in the wrestling and any time, like accidents happen, and you know, you know, we talked about it last week with Danielson about how he just didn't put his arm up, and he has a pretty bad broken arm now. And he, I would and, say, you know, almost he, completely broken in half. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so it sucks. I know that draws was an inspiration because he did have such a positive attitude and. A, he didn't let it affect him mentally like he could have and like I would have. And he tried to make the best of his life uh, commendable on his part. And uh, But at least now, you know, he's at, uh, at rest and, you know, doesn't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah. Good show, man. Good show. Rest in power. All right. So. I'm going to, I forgot to do this last week. So let's just, you know, we're going to spruce the show up. So Corey, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you hit the music? Oh, shit. (laughs) Thank you. So this is your Marty Jannetty update. Again, this is from Marty Janetti, not from any of us. I well, accidentally I mean, did you kind of speak for him. 
Well, I'm I'm gonna read what he said. I'm, I'm well, not I mean, I mean you are yeah. you are his kid. Yeah, yeah you're being his offspring. Yeah. I digress. I okay. accidentally had weights run this back. This is for the guys only. Only guys. Would you make her happy she met you? You know what that means, LOL. And uh, and I am sure girls feel the way too. If they would please just shut up, LOL. P.S. The girl from this weekend, when I was looking from a top, what? Of her, looked like Kamala. So in sense, yep. Oh. The vice president was loud. L-O-L. I was thinking the other Kamala. So was I. Yeah. No, no, no. I was totally thinking the other Kamala. Um, <laughs> Honestly, it would have been more on brand if it was the other Kamala. Yeah, true. Slapping his chest. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, that was your uh, Marty Jannetty update. Thank you for that. Yeah. So, guys, Money in the Bank was this past weekend, a lot, just yesterday. Ah, oh, shit. You didn't watch it? No. I'm kidding. <laughs> and do I have the opinions on this? Ooh. So let's start off with, uh, what do you guys think of it? Yeah, what do you guys think? Oh. I, I thought... Sorry, go ahead, Joe. I was gonna say, go ahead, go ahead. I thought it that it was pretty good show considering. Um, I know they consider it one of their big shows now. It's not, but they consider it that it is. <clears throat> uh, obviously, <laughs> what I was thinking about, um, and I'll bring my part of this part up a little bit later, was. Uh, why WWE decided now to go to London for a big show. And yeah, I, I will hit on why. that. Well, I will hit on that point a little bit later about what, what I think about it. But the crowd obviously was fucking phenomenal, which always helps the, the show itself. I mean, just look at Puerto Rico from a couple months ago. I mean, that show on paper should have been terrible. And that show was amazing. Um, I thought most of the matches, you know, delivered what they should have delivered. And I, I it wasn't a terrible afternoon of wrestling here on the West Coast. Yeah, um, I enjoyed it for the show. What it was, it was. We've seen the drizzlings from them. And. To me, this wasn't I enjoyed Almost like I enjoyed every match. I know some was a cluster here and there, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the whole show. So I thought it was their worst show of the year, but hear me out. That's because I, but it was still really good. I happen to think they've had a fairly strong year when it comes to PLEs. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't really shit the bed at all this year, except for. If you're going to count night two of WrestleMania by itself, uh, that was pretty bleak. But however, since I put both nights together, night one more than makes up for it. So it still passes the test. Uh, this was a really good show. I just think it was the worst of this year so far, but that's not a bad thing this year to say that. 
still strong overall. Is it like a, the old NXT days of like all all the things were good? And it's just this one has to be the lot, you know? Yeah, it's like it, all. The, I didn't hate anything on this show. It's just that some show from this year has to be the worst one so far, and I think it was this yeah. one. Um, still a really solid outing. I I have very much the opinions. I have match by match. I can't wait to get into it. All right, so let's do it. So we are in the O2. We're we're in London. Uh, attendance was they say is eighteen thousand eight hundred and eighty five for the show. Uh, they did SmackDown the day before in the arena. I love the simplicity of what the stage was. What they basically what they did in Puerto Rico. I like they should just make this your. Pay per view set. Yes, I just totally a small, agree. Small background. You can have the big screen behind them, and when they hit the corner, yeah, you know, say they're like. I, I just saw this. I was like, just do this every time. You can get yeah, more people I, in the arena. I loved it. This should be their non-big four pay per view set. Mm-hmm. I'll go a step further. This should be a Raw or SmackDown set. This is what Me I was too. hoping AEW would go towards when they were changing their set. Uh, they just didn't. I was hoping it'd be something like this. This is what I'm thinking when it comes to, like, we need to get away from the 100-foot-tall LED boards and get back to something like this. This still looks current. This still looks 2023, but yet it's simplistic. It it's because what they're what they're doing it. I think they should do it with a Raw and a SmackDown and just make it the you know you can do the big four with the high techs you know th- uh, yeah like screen. Like, don't get me wrong, WrestleMania should still have a ridiculous all out mm-hmm. like fucking setup. No doubt about it. But that. like because what they're doing is that you know they're trying to do the more entertainment side. So it's more hey we're gonna do the holographic flags for Cody the giant statue of, of Roman, you know, you know that's all. Yeah. I, yeah. But that's what they're, what they're doing. But it's like, make, if you want everybody to avert their eyes to those, just make the stage simpler. Yep. That's, that's actually a really good point. That would actually draw attention to do, those things more. Yeah. And if you're trying to do 900 things and you have a giant ass screen and again, you can do all that for WrestleMania or SummerSlam. But when you're doing a Money in the Bank, I I know it's supposed to be your big five now, but still, the last two ones of Money in the Bank and the Backlash in Puerto Rico, you did you could do a lot more. They did the drones, you know. They're trying to do different stuff, and it's just like just do this. Some simplicity, all I can say. Plus the 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 turning aisle way, you know, the, where you have to turn certain directions. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of old school eighties wrestling too, where it wasn't just a straight entrance way. Um, yeah. Plus, you can get more now, people. In the way. I, I exactly. will say, uh, as someone who watches uh, UFC events most weekends, every single one of their setups, including for big pay per views, looks just like this. So it does get boring if it's every fucking event. Mm. (laughs) I can see that. 
I guess I'm just so tired of the gigantic 100 foot LED wall. Yeah, and I think this was this is a good compromise. This is this is in the middle of that. Yeah. Or just go back to the giant fist for SmackDown and the uh, yeah the slanted Titan Tron for Raw. Let's just go back to 2004. Or just do the giant one with the Raw logo. <laughs> yeah, but just go back to '96. Yeah, you know what? Raw Fuck logo. It. Go back to the, go back to the Manhattan Center. All shows. Or or the old yeah. old uh with the superstar you know the colorful light one. Just do that. Oh, the colorful light entrance from '92. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. It. Let's just do it. Let's do that. All right. So let's talk about let's talk about the pay per view, shall we? The first match tonight was the Money in the Bank ladder match for the men's championship match contract. Damian Priest defeats Butch, L.A. Knight, Logan Paul, Ricochet, Santos, Escobar, and Shinsuke Nakamura in 20 minutes and 25 seconds. So going into the going into the night, it was the fans wants L.A. Knight, but Vince and people in the back want Logan Paul because uh, for Logan Paul to not have a qualifying match and just show up on Raw two weeks ago and go. I'm in the paper. I'm in this match now. So that was the fear of going into last night. Well, go ahead, Mike. Uh, like kayfabe wise, I like that reasoning from Logan Paul though. When he's just like, mm-hmm. "I'm the star. I don't have to qualify. I can get whatever the hell I want." I like that reasoning. It, it sucks. Like, if, you know, if you super hate Logan Paul, like uh, a certain producer does, uh, not not so great there, but. I, it makes sense to me. And it played into the match storyline and all that. With them all attacking him numerous times and mm-hmm. yeah. making sure he didn't get near the ladder. Um, looking, you know, it's been so long since I actually put a critical thought process into a WWE show that if I'd have just really thought about it, it was fairly obvious who was going to win. I just didn't bother to think about it until it happened. I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, he had that breakout match with Bad Bunny and Backlash, and they said they had plans for him. So it makes all the sense in the world for Damian Priest to win, except for one thing. The business of wrestling is to capitalize on shit when it's white hot so you can make the most money possible. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let me talk to you. Why, why didn't you just go with, with him? Strike while it's hot. There's plenty uh, of time. Now, I get it. Damian Priest is also over 40, so you know you can't wait too long. I get it. But strike while the iron is hot. The crowd has dictated they want L.A. Knight. When you go with what the crowd wants, usually you make money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've said it before. Uh, La Knight is is has been stricken with that Zack Ryder syndrome. He got over on his own. God forbid. Man, yeah, have that. that. You know the the press conference of like, what, what I think Triple H is like. Even though he lost tonight, doesn't mean you know we're not going to forget <laughs> about him. Or, you know, uh, that that's Triple H saying I didn't pick that fucking idiot to win. I wanted La Knight to win. Well, that's for yeah. L.A. Knight. Yeah, L.A. Knight. Yeah, it's like the. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Triple H yeah. just saying, yeah, if I was in charge, L.A. Knight would have been holding that briefcase. Uh, yeah. Old dipshits. Old dipshits still here. So Damian Priest won. Yeah. Um, I, I I told the producer after the match, I was like, I'm okay with Damian Priest winning. If it wasn't L.A. Knight or if it wasn't going to be Paul, Priest is the 
to me the right choice out of the rest of the competitors as you know ricochet well, comes out and he's like the cole's like he's the odds on favorite because he has experience in one match enough you know i was like i knew i knew paul wasn't gonna win because it makes no sense for him to have the birthdays he'd have to take on rollins it's too soon again and i don't see him winning the belt this early so that was a no 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 brainer I really thought they couldn't deny how over LA Knight is, but I forgot what company I'm talking about. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Damian Priest makes sense with all they've done with him. So, I mean, and plus it'll fit into the current descent, slow dissension between him and Balor. Like the workforce played up later. We'll talk about it later. Uh, I get it, but I think they made a mistake. Yeah. I, uh, uh I had two thoughts about that. Like, one, I think you could just have done more with the character of L.A. Knight holding the briefcase. Like, you can do more with that than Damian Priest. Uh, oh, I agree. I agree. And also, like, the briefcase thing, it's kind of a slimy heel gimmick, which doesn't make sense for a big, imposing badass like Damian Priest. But it does make sense for a tweener who's never completely turned face as L.A. Knight. Right, and, and like it makes sense for like a Miz and a Dolph Ziggler and even CM Punk. Like it makes sense for those kind of an edge. It makes 100% sense for that, which is also why like he isn't going to win the title and shouldn't ever win the title, which is also why I thought it made sense for Logan Paul to win because, A, he would do that because he's a slimy heel, and, B, he's not at every show like LA Knight and Damian Priest. So there's not – like because like what's going to happen every week is uh, they're just going to say, is Damian Priest going to cash in and blah, 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 blah. Where when Logan Paul shows up, it's legitimately going to be a surprise. Yeah, the money in the bank gimmick has kind of run its course. I know they. Oh like no, it. I I agree. <laughs> it's uh, it's past its prime. Like honestly, what they should do is have the winner of the Rubble be the main event of one of the nights of Mania, and the winner of the Money in the Bank be the main event of Night Two or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or either that, or I was thinking since it happens in June or July in this instance. The winner of Money in the Bank doesn't get the briefcase. He gets the SummerSlam anyway. That's a good idea. Yeah. 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 Well, because, you know, they even cut the pro- <laughs> priest cuts the promo after the match, basically going, what title am I going to go for? The U.S. title? The Intercontinental? The World? Or maybe the Undisputed title? I hate like, that they added the mid-card belts to it. Yeah. I could have fucking be like, you know what I really want? That U.S. title. Um... Theory wanted it. That's why he went for it. Because remember, we were recording last last time they did this, and I'm like, "Hey, uh, Austin Theory casting his title," and you're like, "Wait a minute, Roman wasn't on the show, was he?" I'm like, "Nope, he went in for the U.S. title on uh, Rollins." And that's the night they truly <laughs> and finally they finally killed the Money in the Bank gimmick last year. They, that's what the, it's the moment they killed it dead. It was already uh, on life support, and they pulled the fucking plug last year. Uh couple spots I want to talk about the match. Uh, one, yeah. the one where Logan Paul did the splash onto Damian Priest on the ladder. Where the the oh, ladder God. didn't buckle, and so Logan and Damian Priest just ate every bit of that. Boy, it was pretty to watch, though. He nailed it. It looked beautiful, it but goddamn, it hurt. And he, then uh, where Ricochet and Logan Paul almost killed themselves. <laughs> Logan Paul should um, give Ricochet points in that fucking energy drink of his. For saving his life last night, because Ricochet saved his life in that fucking 
They almost the didn't Spanish rotate. fly spot, yeah. yeah. Ricochet did everything in his fucking control to finally get that over just in time. Yeah. And, and it worked. Uh, I, uh, I said in the Discord, I was like, I, they are both lucky. They are both so athletic, and they were able to jump and turn so they didn't kill themselves because, Jesus Christ. It was like, ridiculous. I, I know Paul was bleeding after the spot. I don't know, like, maybe a shard cut him or something. Well, but well like, he went straight down his like with his face through a table. Like, he, went, he hit his yeah. face first on that table. Yeah. It's like that. Oh, uh, yeah. Go ahead, Corey. Oh, no, go ahead. Finish your thought. I was gonna say it's kind of like the you know in a it was more a safer spot than the um, Dante Martin spot with the ladder match you know like <laughs> well, what, well, what's the purpose know. of the match? Well, one we company know. is professional, company, the other one's AEW, so you know. <laughs> so like, here's my my hot point of this match though. I didn't like it. Oh. I I thought this was maybe one of the worst Money in the Bank matches I've ever seen. Nothing really went to the next level. Shinsuke was in full-on half-ass mode. Uh, didn't even try to make those elbows look like they even hit anybody. The kicks and all that. Um, they had enough raw talent in this match to do way more than they did. It just never reached that next level to me. Yeah, I will say for me, this to me was the better ladder match than... Out of both shows, out of both matches tonight, this is uh, the better we'll, one for me. We'll see you there because I disagree there. Mm. And I didn't oh, like I agree, the other one either. <laughs> yeah. I uh, actually, yeah. I, this is like this one isn't an all time great ladder match, but I thought it was fine. Yeah. Like they, you know, they did their, you know, I feel it's the things when if Damian Priest is in a a hardcore match, basically. I feel bad for him because he always gets the brunt end of a move that should have, you know, uh, the ladder spot. When he was Bad Bunny, he got like all the kendo shots. And well, when you're the big guy, you're the base. Yeah. Yep. That's what you get for being the big guy. Ricochet jumping, Ricochet <laughs> jumping through the ladder. That was cool. Out to the outside. That was cool. Butch or, uh, uh, Pete was, Dunn. yeah, Pete Dunn was I almost late Butch to the spot. Was. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and I thought we we're going away from that. No, but he barely made to the spot. I think L.A. Knight took the brunt of it. Yeah. To, yeah. To me, sadly, Escobar and Nakamura were just there. I mean, I I pointed out like <laughs> Escobar had a fucking cool look to his like his attire. He didn't even make it in the ring before they started playing the next music. I was like, well, he's not winning. Yep. And he's so good, really. I mean, he is really good. And they're not utilizing him. First of all, he's not hes not fit well as the ass-kissing pseudo-fucking-son of Rey Mysterio. That's not him. That's not what he's good at. He's good at being a prick leader of a gang whose benefit is to make him the, the, the star. Okay. He, he should... He's a better Andrade than Andrade, and yet they have him being this happy-go-lucky baby face who's happy to kiss Ray's ass. So, so you're telling me, Corey, that they should drop the LWO gimmick and bring back Los Toriquas? Yes. One thing, uh, <laughs> thank you for bringing LWO up. One thing I don't get is, did you see the LWO shirt that they came yeah. out with, the, with the British flag? And it's like, yep. 
Well, I guess there's some Latinos in the United Kingdom. <laughs> uh, <Right>? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> there, there probably is, but, you know, it's just like, huh. Okay. One thing that really bothered me was Michael Cole bringing up that, um, you know, Escobar's part of the LWO, but the founding father, founding member is, is Ray. And I'm like, for this iteration, not the first, not overall LWO. The entire point of the LWO and WCW was to get him to join, and he wouldn't do it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, you know, the music starts with Eddie's voice. <laughs> Viva la, Viva la rasa. rasa. Yeah. <laughs> and then it goes with this generic music. I'm like, this sucks. Don't worry. All their music sucks. So. Yeah, that's something I noticed throughout the night. Yeah. Corey, what'd you go ahead? Oh, about three. Solid three. Okay. I didn't hate it. It just wasn't that good of a ladder match, I thought. Or maybe Uh, I burnt out on ladder matches. That might be. That might be a reason. That's that's probably uh, a good reason. So let's go to our next match, as it's for the attack team match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. As Liv Morgan defeats uh, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez defeat Ronda Rousey and Shayna ba- Baszler to become the new tag team champions in nine minutes. After last two weeks ago, Ronda and Shayna unifying the NXT and the main roster women's tag belts, and they I think they uh, got the titles like th- four weeks ago. So like a month a month into this run, they've already lost it for what. To what happened in the match of Shayna turning on Ronda? I mean, I know I don't watch every week, but this came out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, it's the, they're the Ronda and Shayna are the new Jungle Hook. Well, I was thinking it reminded me of when uh, when see, poor Shayna reminded me of Rick Martel when she was tired of carrying oh, that wait, uh, Corey, Corey, on that? her back. Wait, 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 Rick and Martel. When he was tired of carrying Tito Santana on his back, and he finally ditched the dead weight because Ronda Rousey, like Tito Santana, is a loser. Um, well, do you, do you guys remember that basically, I, I mentioned this to you guys a couple, like a month ago, when they won the titles, they already mentioned how they want to feud with each other. Like how they didn't want the tag titles because they just wanted it like, instantly feud with each other and i guess that's what we're getting now yeah i read a i read an article later on last night about how ronda especially really pushed for them to have a women's program that i uh kid you not would have some balls in it um what yeah a real women's program where they just beat the shit out of each other none of this namby pamby divas crap that they do the rest of the promos and segments Bad news to Ronda Rousey. When she gets an actual fight, she gets her fucking head caved in. Maybe she shouldn't do that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I know that Shayna turning in, uh, is supposed to ostensibly make her the heel, but she instantly became the baby face in my fucking situation. <laughs> um, I hope Shayna Mania runs wild, brother. Joe, I will say that you did pronounce Liv Morgan's name wrong. It's Liv London. Oh yeah, yeah. live long. Oh, I was loving the Union Jack last night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, Corey, that's my queen. Yep. I, you know what? 
you are correct, sir. You are correct. <laughs> and you forgot yeah. you mispronounced her tag team partner. It's it's the oh, back. back. The back. Oh Christ. What I like I don't watch weekly because I mean I don't hate myself that much. What a stupid fucking gimmick. <laughs> right. My name is Rodriguez. Yeah. I have a back. <laughs> like, cool, you're just like every other person on earth. God damn. And it's not even an impressive back. <laughs> nope. It's not. It's just a back. God, what they who hates her? Like in the like seriously. So, uh, somebody does. My God. She went from big mommy cool to I have a back. <laughs> you can, I think you can blame uh you can blame uh Strowman for that. I blame Strowman for most things. Yeah. I mean, um, he was there on uh, January sixth. There you go. And hey, those Quite. women's tag belts real important, huh? Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Corey, what do you give this match? Ooh. I give the match two and a quarter stars. I give Liv Morgan's outfit six stars. I think that's what I mean, uh didn't I think Meltzer gave Osprey and uh Omega that. Yep. I give Liv Morgan's outfit six stars. Uh, Checks out. Never was I so proud to be an Anglophile. <laughs> hey, or, just, or, uh, you, you brought it up real quick, Joe. Uh, was that higher than the Tokyo than the Kingdom match, or was it lower? Uh, I can't remember which one he gave six and a half to. One I of the look, Okada, I can look it up right now. Six and a half. Um, I got you. He gave Omega and Okada the two out three falls a seven. Seven. But I mean, like between Osprey and Omega, which, oh, which Keenum, match that he Keenum, liked better? Kingdom seventeen between them got a six and a quarter. Oh, so that one was better. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Omega is in his so, uh, top so we're, five. We're the, hold on, we're on the same okay. wavelength. This is uh, uh, inflation has him at six and a quarter and six, yeah. where I'm at five and four and three quarters. Yeah. It's just Thanks, for inflation. Biden. Which, by the way, in uh, in Meltzer's top five, seven, hang on, his top eight, there is a one, two, three, four, five, six, in his top eight, there is a Omega in it somehow. Yeah. So. I mean, he's got his guy. Yeah. He does have his guy, and he's not even it technically because Oh uh, Osprey now has twenty five five star plus. Uh, our five stars are more matches. <laughs> more than anybody. More than Masala. I know. I, mean, I know we're on this topic. Can way you, more Corey, than uh, Mr. Perfect. Corey, do you want to try? Can you try and name the eight matches Omega's in? We've already Ooh. said three of them. Well, the, the two Ospreys, the three yep. Okadas. Two Okadas. Two Okada. Hold on. There's going to be one with Ibushi at least. I'm sorry, there's three Okada. Sorry, yeah. So there's three Okada. Three Okada, two. So you need three Uh, matches. Ibushi? Uh, No. Ooh. Ooh. Dude, this is really tough because some of them could be DDT matches, and I didn't watch them. No. We just brought back stuff in the database. No. Oh, Jericho? Jericho? No. Fucking hell. It's not the Tanahashi. Uh, Danielson. 
Nope. Um, Damn. Fucking hell. Uh, the Revolution Tag Match? Yep. Oh, yeah, ah. that's, yeah, yeah, that's one. Um, okay, hand. Omega, Omega. Uh-huh. Uh. Sorry. Okay, I think, yeah, we got them all. I misread one. Well, I thought one was Osprey and uh, Shingo, but it was uh, Osprey. It's uh, Omega and Shingo, but it's uh, Osprey and Shingo. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, Osprey and Shingo was so fucking good. So back to Money in the Bank. Our next match is for the Intercontinental Championship as Gunther defeated Matt Riddle in seven minutes and forty-five seconds. I was disappointed by this match. But only because I had seen these two wrestle in England for uh, progress. Which Michael Cole brought up. Yeah, two, three different times. Those matches were fucking awesome. Uh, This was like a really shortened, greatest hits condensed match of that that didn't quite deliver. It was fine. I love the ending where he just chops the foot. And then puts him in a goddamn like knee bar or ankle lock, whatever the fuck, and gets him to submit. That was great. And Guther continues to be my number two best wrestler in the world behind Osprey. Yeah, I was gonna say I've really never seen a match where a guy slaps the ankle multiple times, then that leads into the submission. Well, he looks like a shaved bear, so it makes sense when he's doing it. <laughs> uh Riddle just, he doesn't have it, man. Whatever he had five years ago, he lost it. Yeah. I, I, Riddle has go home heat for me to the, like, just get off my screen. I have like no reason for him, especially when he does his flip flop gear, you know, his, uh, flip flops and bunnies or birds or animals fly out of the ring. I'm like, get out of here. Yeah. No, that's, pointless the 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 stoner gimmick is dead his best match was in nxt against uh roderick strong at the the at the connecticut no the connecticut no 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 the connecticut um takeover oh yeah 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 that was good that was really good uh i also I don't know. Like, I'm not. I'm not a stoner. I'm not really into stoner culture. But Pip, Pip calling him the original bro seems a bit ridiculous. When I can think of a few people who were alive way before he was born who were smoking weed at a high level. So and one was not one of mention, a kind. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that's a slap in the face to RVD, who's way more of a bro than goddamn. Like he to me, he's like a character. Like he's for real. I mean, he's the real deal when it comes to the weed. But he's like a caricature of what you think stoners are in Hollywood movies. Yeah. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a uh, oh fuck his character's name and Dave's the confused. He's Slater McConaughey. Well, what's his character's name? I can't. I just blank on the name. Woodward. Woodard. Woodard. Oh my god. Yeah, he's like that basically. Mm-hmm. You know what I like about them high school girls. I get older, they stay the same age. But it was more, it was, this match was one-sided. Because they, well, I, as like, it should have been. As it yeah. should have been. But, like, online, it's like, Randy Orton's coming back, and this could be the day return of Randy during this match. And so, like, my mindset was, uh, if he does, this is 
why. But before we do that, Corey, what do you give this match? Oh, yeah, uh, two and a quarter. Okay. So Gunther celebrates, but then we get a returning Drew McIntyre. And the crowd erupted, but I went, uh. I, I was going to bring something up. Uh, so I, I had this thought before Drew McIntyre came out. And then when Drew McIntyre came out, I was like, fuck, did that ruin my thought? No, it actually helped my argument. So this is what I was thinking. Uh, now, he is better than Jade, so I'm not saying that. But are they going to run into a Gunther problem the way they did with Jade Cargill? I hope not. I don't, I don't think they will. I know they want to keep the belt on him until, like, what is it, like a week after payback in September? Because that's when he breaks the honky-tonk man's record. Mm-hmm. But they need to start building up the person who's going to beat them. Because here's what will happen. If they just have random guy out of the blue, like Ricochet, beat him on Raw for that title because it's time to end it, that'll hurt him. They need to have yeah. somebody built up in a feud ready to go to make it mean something and not hurt yeah. him. And essentially what my thought was while I was like debating this with myself in my house yesterday was actually like the fact that in this like winning streak he's on, he hasn't lost in what, a thousand days or whatever the hell it is. Uh, or he's never, he's never lost in the main roster. That's what it is. Um, in a singles match. Yep. That he absolutely should beat people like Matt Riddle and lower easily. Right. Yep. And when he goes up to that next level, which Drew McIntyre represents, he should lose that very first match, probably against Drew McIntyre. That's fine. But then not lose again against main event title like contenders until he has the title. Yeah, because don't make no mistake about it. The end goal the end goal for him is the world title. Yeah. Um I thought I thought seeing McIntyre back, I'm like, okay, so we're gonna get this for SummerSlam most likely. Gunther versus McIntyre, have that build since that's going to be it. And I keep forgetting how big McIntyre is. When he stood next to Gunther, I'm like, oh, he's like two inches taller than him. Drew McIntyre is a large human. He's got that Scott Hall syndrome. Yeah, exactly. I said that to the producer yesterday. I'm like, I keep forgetting that McIntyre is like the current day Scott Hall for height. You keep forgetting how tall he is and how big he is. (laughs) Did you hear what uh, Wade Barrett said? What? No. When he, uh, after Drew McIntyre gave him the Claymore, he said he was a one-man band of destruction. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's good. So this, then, sure. before we move on, this oh, leads well, into on, the hold whole... Hold on, hold on, one more thing. The okay. crowd was losing its shit like this was a dream match, and I was like, they just wrestled a man. Uh, yep. But in a triple what? threat... Yeah. Yeah, but, I got nothing. I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> they were in the um, ring. <laughs> but this, so this brings up my, what I was going to bring up about one McIntyre is he's been gone since Mania. And, you know, the sheets are saying he's hurt. And he probably was. Oh, he and was. then, then it became into the sheet saying contract dispute that. Well, no, Joe, no, it was always both. He was hurt. Oh, okay. And it wasn't a dispute. It's just his contract was up like yeah. August and September. But there's going to be adding on time because of him being hurt. But Of course. I hate you, that you just, 
you just assume that with him coming back, it's him re-signing. I, I assume that, yes. I haven't heard anything, but I definitely took him showing up as, oh, they've re-signed. Mm-hmm. Because they even played it off in the... Let me see if I can find it. I saw an article that's... Let me see, Sean. Uh, so, um, that um, he... There was Triple H doing this whole thing on his press conference yesterday about they brought McIntyre and like, whatever you guys have been seeing online, I haven't seen it. And it's like, okay, so. Of course he's not saying that. Man, like the AEW press conferences are bad enough, but at least they're not entirely kayfabe. I can't imagine watching that WWE press conference. Oh, I would never. Yeah, they're all kayfabe. Jesus it, Christ, it, dude. I, I've tried. I've tried. Oh. And, it, and it's basically... Saxton or someone being the PA for the show and every and every wrestler comes in to their theme music. Oh, enough. Enough. And, and nope. God damn it. You, you done they, you got me. I'm done. But the funniest thing is they get three like they each of them get like three questions. Oh God. They can't even do that shit right. There is no spontaneity in that fucking company. I swear to God. But yeah, they I just love it that they all come in with their theme music. I bet you Vince books his own bowel movements. Goddamn, pal. You, you can't you can't eat, eat use your hands in, in eating in front of them too, so. So, let's move on to our next match as according to Michael Cole on SmackDown, this was going to be the main event, but I just I digress. I know. <laughs> uh, Cody Rhodes defeats Dominic Mysterio with Rhea Ripley in eight minutes and 40 seconds. It went a little too long, but it was exactly what it should have been. That's what I was going to say. Yep. Yep. Uh, Rhea somehow looking hotter each time I see her on TV. I don't know. The Mohawk. The Mohawk. Uh, that and she had dirty Dom written on her cheek. <laughs> Um, I mean, like, you know, Dominic is never going to be confused for his father in the ring. I think it's a pretty safe bet. Yeah. Um, but he has maybe more than anybody I can think of who's like a marginal talent at best in the ring. He has latched on to a character better than I think he could have even dreamed of. Guys, I agree with you. I lost my shit. When Wade was telling the story how Dom was, got caught jaywalking and spent a night in the Tower of London. <laughs> God damn. And like, you could tell, like, so I was thinking about this was like, they are, they're obviously strategic and when Dominic wrestles, which they should be because he's still very, very, very green. But, like, when he's in there with somebody like Cody or his dad or, or, or whoever, the Miz, even the Spine, whoever, like, somebody who's worked for a long time, he can clearly follow directions well, right? He doesn't yeah. get above himself. He doesn't try and do shit he can't do. He just lets whoever it is running the match call the match, and he hits every spot when he's supposed to hit them. And he does, he's, he does really good storytelling and psychology in a match, even though the moves necessarily aren't there yet. 
there are like there are younger wrestlers like who are training wherever. You know, it's like uh, when you wrestle somebody like in PAL, for instance, when you wrestle somebody like Vinny or Jeremy Blanchard or Cleaver, if you just listen to them and hit the spots you're supposed to hit when you're supposed to hit them, your match is going to be fucking wonderful. Like, you don't have to think about it. You can just do what they say, and it's going to be great. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. He does his job very well. That's exactly what Cody is for this company, right? I mean, there's nobody, like... There is nobody built for this company better than Cody Rhodes, like since John Cena. Like this, he is their new John Cena. He is tailor made for this company. And he got a hell of a pop. Whew. Them singing the entire song. That was it. Like the whole time. Like, Man. not just, uh, not Thank just you, the Chris low. Jericho. Right? Yeah, for inventing that. <laughs> And it's a better song than Judas, so suck it, Jericho. There yeah. it is. That is not live. Not live. We we witnessed that live. <laughs> I yeah, mean, there's no, there's no good live performance. That's true. That's true. So we've seen L.A. Knight and Cody Rhodes are over as fuck. Yep. Yeah. We've seen that. But let's continue. Um. Okay. I thought that was leading to something. But okay. it is. I was like, continue the show. You have to continue <laughs> the show to get to the. Okay. Well, hang on. Uh, so after this match. Uh, so you see what happened, Corey. Joe missed the spot. Joe is not Dominic. Oh, Joe, my yeah, God. Joe, Joe lesser than Dominic. Got it. God damn it. <laughs> this is, damn it. Joe is a uh, flop dollar. Oh, God. <laughs> first, first off, rude. Second off. <laughs> Fuck you. All right, our next thing <laughs> is not a match as one John Cena shows up and the entire arena blow, roof blows up. Like, those two were over as fuck. Yeah. But Cena was like, here, let me show you what a pop actually sounds like. Uh, you're not wrong. Jesus Christ, dude. Like... It, and they sang his entire song, and like he in his he did the promo. And he's like, first, this blows my mind that you're singing every like all the lyrics while it should be seen as sucks. You guys, it's the opposite, you know. But again, Cena with this monstrous pop. I'm just gonna say hashtag WrestleMania to London, baby. As that's kind of was like the purpose why Cena was out wanting to when when he said that, I the the arena blew up again like I think louder than when his music hit. Oh, I have a lot of thoughts on this. Uh, as do I. We'll get to that shortly. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we have this, and then all, uh, Miz Etsy Miz comes down. Etsy. Ouch. And, Ouch. Then basically <laughs> talks about how WrestleMania should be in Australia, and uh, can I say they're both right? Yeah, they both are. Yeah, and, yeah. And then also, then uh, Cena, then Cena AA's Etsy Miz to send the crowd home uh, happy. I'll, uh, I will tell you this quickly. before we get into the other stuff. Yeah, if you don't mind, I will say that when when his music hit. 
and I mean uh, Etsy Mint. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. But I will say this. Etsy Miz, or in this instance, I'll say Grayson Waller because he deserves this. He got more out of six minutes with John Cena than Austin Theory did with a year. Ugh. That was my exact point I was going to make. As somebody yeah, who really? does it, that's somebody who, somebody who doesn't watch Grayson Waller uh, ever, because why the fuck would I? Uh, he, had, he handled himself on the mic way better than Austin Theory did. And way better than Roman did back in the day. Like, he actually yep. stood there and, like, it wasn't back and forth verbally sparring with Cena because he's not ready for that yet. But he held his own well. And when Cena kind of pushed back, he didn't take a step back. He, he puffed his chest up, stood his ground. He's like, bitch, I'm here to take over. Like, it was fucking awesome to see. Like, somebody who capitalized on a moment. It actually made me almost interested in, in like, the follow-up for him as, as a performer. Like he showed he belonged at that stage with a huge name. Do something with him. Like that should be a lesson. He clearly watched what Austin Theory did with Cena and saw him shit the bed and was like, <laughs> okay, when I get that chance, that's not going to be me. Well, his next uh, moment will be on SmackDown when he does it. Since he does his own the Waller Effect TV show, he has yeah. Edge on it. So. Um, Corey, do you want to go first about Mania to London, or you want me to go first? You know what? I'll let you go first. I get the feeling we probably have some of the same opinions, but uh, okay. go ahead. Go ahead. So I mentioned it sort of at the start of the show with WWE finally bringing a premium live event, hashtag trademark, to London for the first time in over 20 years, I think you said. Insurrection 03. Those are not great pay-per-views. Um, <laughs> Jesus. It got me thinking. I was like, why now? Right? Because for about, well, I can tell you, since April of 2015, when Anthony Joshua beat Vitaly Klitschko in a giant boxing main event in London, um, London has been pretty much the epicenter of fight culture around the world. It's, it gets better and bigger crowds than Mexico, than Vegas, than New York. It doesn't matter. London is the number one hub for combat sports. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, case in point, why Wembley is selling so well for AW. I mean, it is a hotbed for combat sports. There's nobody better on the planet right now than London, than the UK fans. Now, like Mexico and are you know are more have been longer-standing better fans. But right now, the UK is number one spot. And I say that to say this, because now with WWE making this push and old you know, Grandpa Cena coming out, giving that push WrestleMania to London, it makes me feel like uh, when your parents find a, a rap song they like, and like, well, this genre is now no longer cool. It kind of feels like that now. It feels like WWE has officially put that nail in the coffin and the UK is no longer a hotbed. <laughs> See? Okay, okay. So that's not where I was going. Oh, that's a lot of interesting information I did not know. Um, my sim is much more simple. Uh, their second place competitor has 67,000 seats sold to Wembley Stadium, so we're going to outdo them in that market now because that's yeah. what WWE does. We can't allow them to outdo us. So now we'll do a two-day London event, probably 41, where we'll have 168, 170, 180,000 people 
and it'll be about us again and nothing. We can't allow mm-hmm. them to have anything above us. So this is what we're going to do now. Yep. Because they've never showed it. In fact, they've they've downplayed interest in going to London for even a regular show. Mm-hmm. Because the timing, the logistics, it just doesn't make sense. And now all of a sudden it's like, if AEW didn't have that really strong uh, on sale for All In, they would not be doing this. Uh, so in a way, we're both right. We're both right. Tony Khan had to have thrown something to his fucking TV when he heard that. Yep. Like, God, son of a bitch. Now, now I will say, I am all fucking for it, by the way, because London is still going to be a hot crowd, especially for WrestleMania. And selfishly, gentlemen, we live on the West Coast. That shit will start at like noon for us. Right? So awesome. And then second off, yeah. I'm all for anything happening in London because that's just, that's the way I go, baby. That's that's just me. It's all about England. I'm all for it. So yes, do a WrestleMania in London. Fuck yes, do it. I feel uh, like I'm I all for it. Probably won't be anytime soon, just because I think what's the rumors for WrestleMania? Minnesota, well, one of them. Well, none of none of them are locked up yet, except yeah. for next year in Philly. <laughs> so they could they could do 41. It could be 42. I think they're going to stretch to do it 41 to get it done while the memory of All In is still fairly fresh. Because it's all that. about beating up on your competition. That's all they care about. Outdoing yeah. you. Uh, especially if AEW and what we do, I guess, is going to try and do another big London show next year. I'm, I'm guessing yeah. they will. Yeah. So in yeah. that case, they're going to try to do it then. But um, I'm all for it. I'm all yeah. fucking for it. I'm all for going to Australia once too. It's a they preach they're a global fucking company, but they only want to do shit. They barely go to Canada for pay-per-views. Anymore. Yeah. So like, like, prove it. If we can get out of New Orleans and fucking Miami, can we stop going to these goddamn places? Jesus Christ. Yeah. No, let's do Australia. Let's do London. Let's do somewhere in Japan. Let's do Tokyo, Tokyo baby. Tokyo Dome. Fuck yeah. I don't think you'd sell that well there yet. Because uh, no, Japanese, not so much. it's not so. But you know, fucking do it. Put your money in um, your mouth. This. Yep. And by so the way, some... there are there are other good arenas in in, in Canada except for the Sky Dome. Yep. Uh, Montreal, for instance. Ooh, they're Olympic, they're still hesitant. Olympic Stadium. They're still, yeah, not sure about that <laughs> one. So I I was gonna ask that real quick, and actually it actually it made me think about something. Um. So, because, like, when they go to Canada, like, especially Montreal, but anywhere in Canada, and Shawn Michaels comes out, he still gets a fair amount of booze, right? In yes. Montreal, he does, yes. Like, they uh, they definitely hold on to that grudge. How, because I don't watch, I don't remember the last time he was there. Does Cena still get booed, like, hardcore in Chicago? I don't even remember the last time he would have been in Chicago, so I'm not sure. Uh, I'd have to really, I'd have to go back and look to see. Because he's he's appeared so sporadically in like the last six years, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if any of his performances were in Chicago. Gotcha. I wonder. Um, hang on. Because like, does anybody? Well, just looking that up, does anybody have like no. city specific heat like that, like the way Sean does? Uh, let me think. Uh, like not Naito? counting the Bucks and Punk now, obviously. Like you don't count them now, but. Na- Na- Tatsuya Naito does in one of the Japan Japanese cities. Yeah, um, he promised I, to he promised to win the G1 tournament there, 
and then lost in the finals. And from that day on, they blew the shit out of him. The <laughs> 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 so light's too bright, baby. Yeah. No, no. Um, I I was checking something. I was thinking the two years ago when Cena showed up after Roman won, and that was in Fort Worth, Texas. So that was I thought I was thinking like that might have been the closest Chicago, but I don't think I don't know if Cena would get the booze if he showed up. I think Chicago. So, I think now that he's that he's so part time, he's I think he'd get cheered anywhere. They're just happy to see him. He's a legend. That's that's fair. But what's the opposite? Are there besides hometowns? Are there yeah. wrestlers so identified with a certain city that just loves them no matter what? The one that comes to mind for me is Hogan in Toronto. Yeah, Hogan. Yeah, it's, I mean Hogan in Toronto. Yeah, for sure. They just. It's like, um, I would say because like for Cena, you know, he's like, you know, do you guys want to know why I'm here? And the whole crowd starts chanting one more match. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't, not after Mania. <laughs> well, he's he's come out and said, you know, this is that's uh, all I had. This is all I got. So, although I will say this, well, I was so hey, impressed with I, I was so I got impressed one, guys. with Grayson Waller <laughs> that you know you have seen a wrestle him in SummerSlam. Sure, he, Cena will win, but let him have a you know six minute match. I'm fine with that. Um, I have one for you. What <laughs> you you said not hometowns. EO Sky in Puerto Rico, baby. There you go. Fuck yeah, they love EO Sky in Puerto Rico. I mean, she didn't get the bad bunny pop, but fuck. Goddamn. You'd have thought San Juan was next to Tokyo. Do you, you think? I mean, Cordy Cord- Cord- Joe is. Yeah, it, well, he knows me. Yeah. Duh. The doy. 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 The doy. Yeah. Yeah, Speaking I love of, that. So, did you see Devin sent that TikTok of the ushers? Yeah, yeah, yeah with LA Knight. Yeah, so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of EO Sky, our next match is the Money in the Bank ladder match for the women's championship uh, match contract. As EO Sky defeats Judgment Day leader Bailey. Becky Lynch, <laughs> Trish Stratus, <laughs> Zelina Vega, and Zoe Stark. Yeah, when she came out, I was like, you introduced to who now? What happened? Yeah, like, who? You want to know, you know the funniest part? My kid was in here watching it with me. And when they came back to the ring and the female announcer started, I was like, oh, God, it's her. She's the worst fucking announcer I've ever heard. And he goes, what are you talking about? She, you're the only one who thinks that. She's the best. <laughs> And then immediately she's like, representing the Judgment Day, Bailey. I'm like, you want to go ahead and continue talking about she's the best? <laughs> I, I did, that was a head scratcher he, for me. Did he still like, back her up though? No, he was like, well, well, <laughs> Shiza. Yeah, that was. Um, yeah, that was just more of like what. <laughs> Like they really I'm must not, be playing like going a different direction with Judgment Day. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, this match, honestly, I only remember the ending. I don't remember anything else that happened before that. This was not so, a very good match. It wasn't, but I like I preferred the men's over this one only because of the fact that there we had a moment in this match that Becky Lynch beats up Trish Stratus and Zoe Stark two on one, and there was a point where Zoe Stark is outside the ring. And the camera legitimately pans from her 
to the top where the briefcase is to show her this is where you need to go now. Right. Um, I was actually rooting for Zoe Stark because I just wanted somebody fresh to win the briefcase. I was like, guys. But but having said that, they did give it to somebody fresh who's monster over. Mm -hmm. So no complaints here. I really liked the finish where they put the, the the handcuffs on on um, Becky, but couldn't get her to the rope. And then she kept fighting, and then EO was smart enough to get her and Bailey between the ladder and handcuff them together. That was really good. And yeah, then yes, was. And then she won. And then WWE, a... WWE production does it again, just so they make sure they have the shot they need. Poor EO has to sit on the top of that goddamn ladder for like eight full minutes mm-hmm. acting overjoyed that she won when by the point that was done, she had to be like, can I get off this fucking ladder yet? Well, and like Becky, because like, the camera kept paying, then Becky would be like, can you fucking unlock these handcuffs? <laughs> right. Like, they weren't even selling anymore. They were like, we're done with the spot, guys. Like, get us the fuck out of here. <laughs> Honestly, um, knowing that company, they probably lost the fucking key. Probably. God damn it. Because like for me, like for the match alone, you, you basically had Becky versus Trish and Zoe. And then everybody else fighting it. Zelina Vega with the uh the power bomb off the There's a top sunset of the ladder. Flip. Yeah, the sunset flip. I love how yeah, Cole called it a code red. It's it wasn't a code red. It was a sunset flip. <laughs> no, that that was Barrett who said it because of her cousin Amazing Red. I mean, all for Messi. Red getting a shout-out on pay-per-view in 2023. Right. Um, yeah, more shout-outs in a minute. <laughs> yeah. But for me, it was just watching it being, okay, it's a Trish versus and Becky feud, their feud here, and then this match. And then for me, like I said, it, I got turned out for this match just because, turned off this match because of them brawling on the outside and then the camera legitimately pans from Zoe to the spot, and then she starts heading that way. So then we get the finish. Plus, it's six women fighting, so who cares? You know. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah. uh, <laughs> it wasn't good. I gave it two and three quarters, but I like the ending better. And the reason I liked it better than the men's is this is what I expected out of this one. There was a lot mm-hmm. of talent in the men's ladder match that didn't really do anything. Yeah, uh, it was a very yeah. creative finish. I was really, really... I thought what that was going to happen was she was going to handcuff Becky's hand the ladder. I didn't expect the Bailey part of it. Yeah, same. Our next match for the World Heavyweight Championship, Seth Franklin Rollins defeats Finn Balor in 12 minutes and 30 seconds. Now, here's where WWE production can bite them in the ass sometimes. What I mean by that is I haven't been watching at all. So I had no idea what the storyline or anything was going into this. So I watched the video before the match. And it was a really, really well done little piece. And by the time that video was over, I was actually invested in the match. I was like, all right, they're telling a pretty good story here. Going back to 2016. And then now I like both guys and what they had to say. So I was invested, right? And then they give us this little match that did nothing to play off that. And I was like, oh, well, fuck. All right. 
Yeah, I felt that way about the the package before this match and the main event that they did it like as always. Their video package are second to none, and they do such a good job of getting people hyped for the match they're about to see. The match doesn't usually deliver, but you know. <laughs> I was expecting a classic after that. I was like, yeah, these guys can work, and then it just it didn't really give us. It was just the most basic of matches that could have been a raw main event. Um. And then he just hits the the curb stop and like one, two, three. And I'm like, really? That was it? Well, yeah, if, yeah. This was uh, this was a more of a raw main event because they and then they, you know, during the match alone, they have Priest come out. So then they start the tension. Oh, will he um, cash in? And but then Frank Franklin's like, I have eyes behind my head, you know, back of my head. So I know you're going to. And then at the end, basically. Priest costs Balor the match because he starts to go into the ring or head to the rings, and this throws Balor off guard and then allows the stomp to happen. You know, so it's like you could have done this on Raw. So now, yeah. like, are we going to go from a? Are we already going to have a Judgment Day? You know, battle within. You know, what I mean, like I've seen well, reports how they're they're high on the Judgment Day and. But now it's like, are we already starting the controversy? It could just be Fowler get Fowler, Fowler <laughs> could just. I mean, because I've read, I haven't watched, but I've read that they they've they're they're doing dissension between these two particularly. Um, my guess is that Balor gets kicked out and they replace him with. Oh, I can Bailey. like suggest Bailey at this point. Uh, of, I of mean, course, leader Bailey. It's. It's a problem this company has had for going on 7,500 years now. For over 50 uh, years. Where they're doing the exact same storyline on two shows. Yeah, really makes the brand split redundant. You're just doing the same <laughs> shit on both shows. Because like, this like, dissension slash split up thing is being done so much better on SmackDown. Through, yep. through the Bloodline. So yep. I'm just like, I don't really care who leaves the Judgment Day because I'm watching the Bloodline stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't really matter to me, bro. And, like, honestly, if it's not Rhea Ripley as the, like, leader, I don't care anyways. So, because she's clearly the leader of the group, and they just need to acknowledge that. I don't prefer, I don't, I don't prefer a leader. I prefer Dominatrix. I mean, there it is. Uh, let's go to our main event. The Bloodline Civil War tag team match as the Usos uh, Jay and Jimmy defeat Roman and Solo in 32 minutes and 10 seconds. And this wow. company, I I cannot believe, I mean I can because it's Vince McMahon, that they had just the hashtag just be Civil War. I can. I can totally. Which, which was, I was like, really guys? You couldn't say, like, bloodlines. It had just to be Civil War. Like, we already get that all day long in this country. We don't need it for wrestling, too. That reminds me. I have to say something before I forget it again. I'm a little surprised by the sponsorship on this show. Uh, but, being yeah. Light, uh, because I can only imagine that most of the people in this, higher-ups in this company would uh, lean to the right and it comes to the Bud Light hole debate. But here we go. All over the place on this goddamn show. Uh, when you're Money a champion, talks. and nice, nice, uh, a nice victory. What you should have is a Bud Light. We're, we're sponsored by here, I guess, right? Too. No, we're not yes. here. Not yet. Tastes Ooh. like piss. Oh, well, sh- shut up. They're our sponsor. I mean, I mean, all beer tastes like piss. There it is. 
So here sponsored comes the by crack, Sponsored by crack cocaine here in Los Angeles. Hey, just call me Rock. So, um, I don't know. I'm tired of this storyline, but I will say this match was really good. And the story they told uh, during this match was really good. And they hit all the right notes. They, uh, everybody sold facially like they should have at the right times. They had Solo doubting Roman when Roman was sitting there throwing a fit. He couldn't pin Jey Uso. But he uh, did turn, but he thought about it. It's, the crowd did well. all over Roman in this match, too. Yep. Like, this is a stupid place. This is a stupid, yeah. I like the spear spike combo, but I don't like the fact, you know, that's a, like a mega finisher. And that he kicked out. Kick out. Yeah. I love the callback to the kick out low blow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, this time Jay did it to him instead of him to Jay. I love that. I love the fact they pinned him once with their finish. Going back to the finish the head shrinkers or the Samoans did. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it has to be Roman and Jay at SummerSlam for the title, right? It he feels like clean. it, yeah. He pinned him has clean. To be. But it's also, uh, if people put it, it's the same finisher that they did when there was like a 10-man tag or something on Raw. And Jay eliminated Roman by that. Like the Usos did the same spot of a super kick tag splash. So well, that was like, before it, he was a tribal chief. So it doesn't count. That's true. But, but I'm also, just saying like, that's the same that's, thing. So. But that's also their tag team finisher. It should be the same spot. It was a really good match. Like, yeah. I, and I like Jimmy, like in the corner, like, like with like relief tears that they yeah. finally beat Roman. Yeah, no, everybody played what they were supposed to be perfectly. Heyman with the shocked look on his face, like, what the fuck? Um, and maybe this will be, maybe this will be one-on-one if that's what it is. Maybe this will get me back to at least enjoying this aspect of the feud, but I don't know. Ever since Mania, this has been cold as cold to me, but this was, this was hot. This was good. And it may have been the crowd, too, because the crowd was all over this. It was eating it up. Um, and that makes a big deal. Um, it's, that fu- it's that funny thing, too, of the small air. Like, hey, did you guys not have Roman's belt? Because they had Lesnar's uh, side pieces on the heavyweight oh, I didn't title. That. Yeah, I, I didn't even notice that. I didn't notice it, but people but people have been putting on... If, you, if you're able to read twi- uh, Twitter... If you didn't hit your maximum limit, uh, people have been posting. Which I did. Uh, yeah, I, I hit mine in an, like an hour somehow yesterday when I woke up. Um, but yeah, people have been putting online that uh, if you clearly it's Lesnar's heavyweight title because it's plates. So overall, a fun show, I think. You know, it's cool. Yeah, no. uh, I was Our next one will be. I want to say SummerSlam. Ford in Field. De- yep, in, yep, in Detroit. So I like I the that one on tape delay. I think it's in the. Uh, I think it's on Saturday. Is that the fifth Saturday? Saturday? Yeah, it, it is pretty much on full on yep, Saturday except for Night Two yeah. WrestleMania. They there's like big, Saturdays. There's a big pay per view that night. UFC. Uh, boxing. Uh, boxing. Um, 
And also, they love Saturdays now because it's going to directly compete with Collision. Oh yeah, that's an unintended uh, bonus. They're going to they're going to yeah. once a month fight bite into Collision's ratings. You know what? Also, for us, we'll uh, enter uh, get involved in the Collision ratings. Power Pro Wrestling, as you can get your tickets now for Pick Your Poison for July twenty second. We have five matches announced. For this card, we have the Power Championship is a no DQ match with uh, between Funny Bone versus Drexel, with Char- with Charlie Avell as the special referee, and it's a uh, time based match. Is you know whoever can get the match done quickest gets to pick the match for the next pay per view. As it's going to be the Ugly Stick is legal in this match is Big Ugly taking on Vinny, the good guy Vinny Massaro. So, you know, the impresario's got some heat with me on this because nobody knows the ruthless aggression era more than I do. And you can't do a beat the clock challenge without Batista. I mean, I mean, he can do a white boy challenge. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we also have Izzy McQueen returning to taking on uh, Tara Zepp. Uh, we have the Academy returning, taking on Bradley and Dove. I like the Academy, so that's cool. That's cool. Then we also got Jaden taking on Drake Kwan. So far, already a good night of wrestling announced. I can't wait to see what the rest of the card looks like. Yeah. Uh, so, again, Jaden and Drake Kwan should be a really good match. Yeah. Yes. Again, get your tickets now for uh, for Pick Your Poison at powprowrestling.eventbrite.com or download the Eventbrite app and look up Pow Pro Wrestling. Get your tickets I, mean, now. I don't want. Right. Huh? So the tag title is going to be defended uh, by men on a smoking guns. Uh, at the moment, I don't see anything. So I mean, there isn't a, a tag team that that really that could really challenge them. They've already beat everybody. Well, I maybe mean, they're just so cowards and not they're not going to defend. You know, it's every thirty days, right? So if they're not going to defend their titles, just strip them already. I think the era of Roman Reigns has pretty much killed the 30-day rule uh, company <laughs> industry-wide. I don't, I don't know. I think Pal lives by Jesus. the book, right? So they go by the book. So it's going to, uh, you know, strip them of the titles already. But again, get your tickets now for Pal Pro Wrestling. Pick your poison July 22nd at palprowrestling.eventbrite.com. And if you want to feel close to Vinny Massaro, just go get some Sabaros and you'll, you'll be just like Vinny. Wow. Get so that hot ready in the Little Caesars. I was just the thrown off by the Blue Jays wearing red. What? We had uh, hot last night. No. That, is, that doesn't make sense. It's completely <laughs> throwing me off. Well, what we did have is uh, homework. As Corey, what did you pick for us? I picked uh, a match that I'd heard was good from SmackDown in May. It was uh, Edge, AJ Styles, and Rey Mysterio in the triple threat match to go on to the finals of the World Heavyweight Title Tournament. What do you guys think? Yeah, what do you think? I thought it was okay. It was like fun, you know, three vets in the ring doing spots that... You know, I like I just like the idea of them doing their moves and then like co- like doing like a sunset flip or I think Edge did one and like it had Ray fly onto AJ, AJ and all that stuff. 
it was fun between the three of them, you know, the, you know what I liked about it? And it's one of the reasons I heard you should watch it. These three are vets. They noticed they did not do the knock one out of the ring and have a one-on-one at any time. It was all three. Yeah. Like I think the closest was like AJ on the apron multiple times. One of them, one of them may be down from a move for a couple seconds, but there was never a, extended just go outside till it's time to hit your spot again uh, which is what every triple threat is nowadays so that was nice to see that it can be done you just have to yeah. think yeah that part was good uh other than that i didn't really like the match it was all right i didn't get the uh like this crazy hype that it was getting because like honestly for me um ray mysterio uh, I'm gonna go the other way. Edge doesn't have it at all anymore. He's completely washed. Rey Mysterio is nine tenths of the way to being washed, and AJ is like three steps lower than he was four years ago. He still has something left, but it's not a lot. Yeah. And and like specifically that spot where I think it was Edge. Yeah, Rey was trying to do like a hurricane run to Edge, and he threw him onto AJ. I think. Yeah. Uh. Like, it was kind of botched in super slow motion. Like, I could watch Ray Phoenix do that exact spot significantly better every Wednesday. And so they were just doing these spots that younger wrestlers are doing at a much quicker pace that look better. And it just kind of took me out of the match. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, what's the term? I'm going to piggyback you on that. You have a really good point there. What I noticed in this match that, that I did actually notice is that the only one of the three that's not trying to still do moves that twenty guy, the guys 20 years drunk could do easier is AJ. Yeah. Both Edge and Ray want to try to think they're still 30 um, and try to wrestle like it at times. And he's the only one that doesn't do that. And that, like, finish spot, like, where Edge, I think, was supposed to spear him. But it just looked like Ray gave him a double axe handle to the neck. Like it was a terrible yeah. spot. What was that? that? That threw me off. That was a that's a major botch. Yeah. Like they just they don't have it like that anymore, which is fine. You don't have to have it for all the time. It's okay to not have it anymore. But eh, it's it's like AJ winning was the clear right decision, but Yeah. Overall, I'm glad I watched it, but it didn't hold up to the praise it had been getting. Like, I think people are just forgiving for vets like that. Like, they don't want to be critical of the match. Which I, I like. I'm not, I'm not saying it was a terrible match. Like, I didn't like I was, it, but it was a, it's a fine TV match, but it's yeah, not. It's a perfectly fine match know, in the back. It's not fucking Osprey Omega. <laughs> no, it was just there. But it was fine. But you, Joe. Yeah. Um. There was a spot in the corner where I think a uh, Ray did the sunset flip to AJ that then superplexed Ray uh, Edge off the top turnbuckle. The yeah. I was watching with the producer and she's like, "Don't get me wrong, it's a cool spot, <laughs> but I don't think Ray has the enough power to do that." I'm like, ah, maybe. I don't know, um, but you know, it was it was a good TV match for a yeah. WWE TV match. I'll put it like I'm that. not gonna lie. I spent 
I spent a good part of the match looking at that TV logo up in the right corner, trying to figure out what country this came from. <laughs> Did you figure it out? No. So, uh, Mr. Booble, I believe you're next on the homework scale. I am. Uh, Corey, when does G1 start? July 13th, I believe. Alrighty. So this could be uh, our last one for a bit. Yep. So I went to an event, and there was two matches I could pick from, but I think we've already watched one of them, so I'm going to pick the other one. Uh, we're going to go to Corey and I's wheelhouse. We're going to WCW. Yeah. We're going to 1990. Ooh. We're going to Halloween Havoc. Oh, yes. We're not doing the tag matches. I think we've already done the tag match, but it's a very oh, yeah, good tag match. Steiners. Yeah, it's Steiner's yeah. Nasties. That's a phenomenal match. We already, we are, I was pretty sure we already did that one. But yeah, what we, we are going to do is the main event of that program, which is oh, yes. Sting taking on four horsemen member Sid Vicious for the WCW title. Oh, I'm a happy guy right now. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. This is going to be it's good. A weird, it's a weird match, Joe. <laughs> yeah, it's funky. Okay. Okay. It's funky like a monkey. Um, any, before we wrap up, any AEW stuff you want to talk about besides MJF destroying Roderick Strong already? Uh, hey, average white guy. Nice to see you. Hey, generic white guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, what? Blood and gut. Yeah, he called him a generic white guy. I mean, Adam um, Cole. Is that wrong? July 19th, what? Blood and Guts, War Games. Although no Danielson, so that sucks. Um, how how bad is he hurt? The oh, ball the, was completely uh, broken in half. Yeah, the the Brie, Brie, Brie Bella posted the x-ray show, photo on her Instagram, and it's just completely snapped off. Fuck, dude. So, yeah, it's going to be a while. He'll, Give he'll, me the Candido. That sucks uh, for Wembley. Yeah, that sucks for Tokyo Dome, possibly. And our our, our work shoot we were doing, our own God booking. God damn it, man. <laughs> um, let's see. Anything else in the AWM? Not really. Not at the moment. Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I haven't heard any, like, any noteworthy stuff that came out. Nah. Uh, the guns are part looks like they're part of Bullet Club Gold now, so the, yeah, the, we have that. The Bang Bang Gang. Bang Bang Gang. <laughs> we got we're gonna get Joe versus Punk in the Owen tournament, and then Ricky starts. That's not, that's taking not on, the final. Is that the finals? No, that's the second round. That's terrible booking, Tony Khan. Because I think if it's right, it's either gonna be because it's. Um, Ricky Starks is taking on Powerhouse Hobbs in the next round. Uh, the the winner though the four those four matches main event or the I want main, Punk the, and Hobbs in the finals and I want me too. if Joe's the one feuding with Punk I want Joe to fuck him so Hobbs wins the tournament because I just want I Powerhouse Hobbs to be the man. I like for, that. For, for, for like, how do you not have it booked so it's Samoa Joe and Punk in the finals? Like, what are you doing? I think it's to try to get a young guy to win. I really do. Uh, I mean, yeah. I don't mind it, and I of the two, I'd rather it be powerhouse Harvs and socks. Powerhouse. Uh, plus, did hasn't Punk and Hobbs? Didn't they wrestle? 
I think they did wrestle once. I think they did, yeah, because Hobbs, I think, no, it was Wardlow. I'm like, someone struggled to get him up for a paper, a power bomb, but it was like, oh, like, that was Wardlow. Yeah. Oh, shocking. Wardlow bushed the spot. No, weird. Uh, yeah, because it was like right when, like, the Starks and, like, Hook and Hobbs thing was happening, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Where we got Send Hook. <laughs> Joe, what did you think of Jungle Boy's promo? Oh, fuck. I forgot to watch it. God oh, damn it. Yeah. He's banging the hottest chick in the in the uh, company. Um, Who's he banging? Uh, yeah. Well, well then he's not though, so that's unfortunate for him. I, I wouldn't pass. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying I'd pass her up, but the hottest chick in the company is Julia Hart. So that's true. House of Hart. House of Hart, baby. Know, if he if he's not banging Julia Hart, then he's not banging the hottest chick in the world. So. Plus, uh, Sammy's chick is hotter than she is. That's a good time. I, 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 I completely blanked on her name. <laughs> Just... And then, it was so, an but... interesting promo. Yeah, so, it wasn't. Uh... It was okay. It was okay. He didn't yeah, come it's... out. He didn't. He didn't come out with a new haircut or anything, which I was disappointed in. Um, he just had it. Same music. You know, hair tie. Yeah. Well, I, he he, he told. He had him cut the music off halfway down and said, out, you know, no, we'll never hear that crap again. Um, he blamed the fans for everything. Um, it, okay, so let me tell you this. It wasn't great. However, I read online that it's one of the most embarrassing promos and terrible promos of all time. It's not. No, it's not. It's, when, Bailey it's not lo- when Bailey got lost in the, in, I think, London years ago. Yeah, Come on, guys, let me finish. Great. Come on. That yeah. was way worse. This also, just wasn't uh, great. The, uh, the You Know Me promo. <laughs> oh, yeah. You yeah. Know Me! Yeah, those were way worse. This was just a guy who's never been heel cutting a heel promo for the first time. That checks out. And who's who's already not good at cutting promos. Yeah, so, I mean, it it wasn't great, but it wasn't the worst. Um, he'll improve, I'm sure. Yeah, it was okay. okay. Um, the okay. one thing I was confused about the promo is when Hook chases him to the back and he does like a front dive into the car and it, the door somehow shuts. There's no way that he could have dove into the car and then like be able to turn around and shut the door like within that. That was pretty second. sweet though. It was. That was pretty sweet. It's but probably I, his. It was probably his quote unquote bitch driving the car. I only said because he used that term. Yeah. <laughs> with with all due respect, you know. And I mean with all due respect. With all, yeah. Uh, who are you to doubt Jungle Boy? No one. I no one. I'm no one. No one. Uh, valid point. <laughs> all right. So again, oh, uh, Dark Side. I know Corey. You were gonna watch them all, but you know they were shooting <laughs> at your tires yesterday. So yeah, somebody somebody was shooting at me while driving through Lowell. Uh, I, you know, I'll just say that I'm sure he was a great dude or whatever. Like, I couldn't give two fucks less about a drug story. Like, I don't care. I hadn't, yeah. like, I didn't feel any sympathy or sadness. I was like, oh, cool, another dude on drugs. Uh, okay. I feel like there was a lot of different people and stories they could have chose this year. I get the feeling they're thinking there's a season five and they're saving some stuff. Because a lot of the ones they picked this year, I was like, well, was Junkyard Dog, really? Magnum TA? Yeah, I was, I don't know. Um, 
didn't really especially with Magnum, like he didn't die. Like he's yeah, like he's not fine, but like he's alive and like living. Like I don't. So I get the feeling they're holding back some because there's some they could do that are just wow. Um, mm. we'll see. Um. Yeah, I, I it was okay. You know, I felt more sad of for the his daughter. But yeah, that was that was a bummer. Jesus, dude. yeah, that was a bummer. That sucked. Um, yeah, because like they were just like, oh, here's his grave and here's his daughter's grave. I was like, his what's grave? What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because his daughter, his daughter passes away. Like, and they show her accepting the Hall of Fame for him and stuff, and then. They're like, yeah, and she passed away not too long after. I'm like, what? And I, that was yeah. more of a gut punch than him. Jesus. Because I think it was That's like, crazy. what? Uh, she was she was 31 and had congenitive heart failure. And it, it blew, like blew up or something. There was like nothing could have been done. God damn. Yeah. 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 Let me talk to you. <laughs> Again, Hashtag WrestleMania London. There it is. But also, uh, get your tickets for Pow Pro Wrestling. Pick your poison at powprowrestling.eventbrite.com or the Eventbrite app and just look for Pow Pro Wrestling. You don't want to miss out on these shows. Get them now. But also, you don't want to miss out is No Cell Entertainment, as you can go to nocellentertainment.com and find everything that we do for you. You can find us all on the social medias, on the Facebook, Twitter, and the Instagram at No E-N-T or No Entertainment. You can listen to it. Yes. Before you wrap up, what's happening on the fake movie experts this week? If I recall correctly, we are doing the Spider-Man franchise as we're doing the Raimi ones. So we're going to be talking about Spider-Man 2. But you can go back and listen to what we thought of Spider-Man 1 and how... Those are the McGuire ones, right? Yes, these are the Tobey Maguire ones. And how... uh, 2 is like the goat. We shall I mean, see. Three's, three's, three's the go. We, all, we, all we shall that. see. The reason why we're watching these movies are because the uh, one of us, not me, have uh, not seen the third one. So, uh, um, I think I've only seen the third one, to be honest. Really? <laughs> I think I... <laughs> yeah. That's the one with the Sandman, right? Yes, that's three. Yeah. It's the one that's with the one Grace. That's the one I retconned, kind of like Batman and Robin. I've seen it, but I've never seen it. I will just say this. So, yes, we're doing two on the upcoming uh, fake movie. It will be um, uh, Spider-Man 2. Uh, and to some people, it's one of the best movies, comic book movies of all time. And to some people, it are not. A la me. So well, I don't know why. if I'd say it's one of the best of all time. That's what in some people's <laughs> minds it is. Like, even even beat some of the today's, Mar- like, well, beat it's some of Marvel like- movies. Not like Howard the Duck. Come on. I mean, it's it's definitely better than every Zack Snyder movie. We can for sure all say that. So, some of us can say that. But <laughs> is it better than the Zack Morris movies? I mean, no. The, Dead Man on Campus? I don't think so. Hey, that's an underrated gem. Okay, it really up. is. It really. Or is. or his TV show that I can't remember the name of. Franklin and Bash. Franklin and Bash. Yeah, Franklin and Bash. I watched we're like a, two episodes. We're a big Franklin and Bash podcast. That Paloma. Yep. I, you got anything me. Mark anything Mark Paul Gosseler and Paul Roma, we are in, buddy. 
Have you? I, I, I'm going to ask this because I, I remember this movie thoroughly. I just don't remember the name of it. Hang on. It's a made for TV for the USA station, uh, USA network. It was an alien movie with Mark Paul. Mac and me. Uh, not Mac and me, but <laughs> it was close to that. I don't. Okay. So you, you know the sitcom Blackish? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you know they had. They had a uh, spinoff called Mixedish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and Mark Paul Gossler played the hippie bohemian father married to the African American woman that made it Mixedish. So, I I heard about that. So the movie is called Beer Money. James and Storm and Bobby Roode. Uh, yeah, um, but basically it, it, the movie is about three guys find a space alien in the woods and try to sell it for tabloid to the tabloids. Um, all I remember is him eating popcorn and how it ta- he talked about how it runs right through him. And then it does. So that's a funny movie to go. He was but also again, the cat. He was also the catcher on that Fox series about the first female pitcher in the major leagues for the Padres. Yeah, that got cut yeah. after one year. Yeah. He played the catcher in that. I, He's uh, done a ton of TV. I will die on the hill that Codgers is a better show than the original version. I liked college years, especially when they brought uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen in, because anything she she was, woo, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are we, so we're bringing it up. We're starting the Save by the Bell pod. All right. God damn it. Okay. We're going to do the Save by the Bell pod, guys. <laughs> Talking about it. Mark it. Put in the notes. But you can go to nocellentertainment.com. You can listen to us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts.